The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant, who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, Come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, Prepare something for me to eat, put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink? You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be of, with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Before uh, uh, Father Planty um, reads the homily, Please be aware that Bishop Burbage has asked every parish in the diocese to count attendance at all masses in October. So please don't be concerned if you see our ushers walking around clipboards. They are counting attendance. I'd like to tell you about my friend Joseph Vanderwoody, who goes by Josie. Josie is the youngest of seven sons. He lives out on the family farm in Gainesville, Virginia. Well, near Gainesville in Haymarket, I think. But uh, yeah, his oldest brother, the seven sons, the oldest brother is Father Thomas Vanderwoody, who's the pastor of Holy Trinity Parish out there in Gainesville. And uh, Josie's a remarkable young man. He works on the family farm. He loves football. He loves to watch football. He loves to play football. And he loves altar serving. Even though he's a young man now, he still serves at the altar at the parish because he's very devoted to the mass and loves serving at the altar. The most remarkable thing happened to Josie about 14 years ago in September not just recently. 14 years ago, he was out working on the farm with his dad and a hired hand, and Josie fell through, uh, the, the top caved in, and he fell through into the septic tank. So his father dove in to save him. The hired hand ran up to the edge of the septic tank, and his father's last words were, you pull, I'll push. And the father went under, and held his son Josie's head above the muck so the hired hand could pull him out. And his father died in the process. As the Gospel of John says, greater love no man has than that he lay down his life for his friends. Thomas saved Josie's life. But today folks don't save the lives of people like Josie. They kill them. You see, Josie Vanderwoody has Down syndrome. And today, most Down syndrome babies are killed through legal abortion. Throughout the world, in countries like China, baby girls are targeted by sex selection abortions, many countries. Everywhere around the world, and especially tragically in countries like ours that pass for enlightened, woke, intelligent, you know, modern countries, the human person, human life, is not respected. 
People are not treated as persons, but as things. Sadly, at every stage of life, from the beginning of life through legal abortion, throughout life, the middle of life, through war and terrorism, random violent shootings, refugees and migrants, there are over 70 million refugees in the world now driven from their homes, more than since World War II. So many poor and needy people. And at the end of life, in many states in this country, euthanasia, I mean, I mean, assisted suicide is legal. People can choose to end their own lives. And euthanasia happens on a regular basis. People that are in a vegetative state are just unplugged, right? Our country seems to have learned nothing from the lessons of history. Because the otherwise glorious history of our country that's provided freedom and a standard of living which are incomparable in the history of the world has three great tragic injustices in our history. First, the treatment of the Native Americans who were warred upon and wiped out or driven to reservations. Secondly, of course, the treatment of African Americans who were enslaved and then segregated against. As Jefferson said, if you go down to the Jefferson Memorial, that beautiful building, there are four speeches, four, four quotes of his on, on the different walls, and one of them says this. He predicted that there would be a divine reckoning for the evil of slavery, that fundamental injustice. He said, God who gave us life gave us liberty. Can the liberties of a nation be secure when we have removed a conviction that these liberties are the gift of God? Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just, that his justice cannot sleep forever. Commerce between master and slave is despotism. Nothing is more certainly written in the book of fate than that these people are to be free. Of course, the third great blight on our nation's history is the treatment of unborn Americans. Since that Roe v. Wade decision in 1973, 63 million babies have been killed in our nation through legal abortion. Now, we look back on the treatment of the Native Americans and the African Americans, right, and we think, how is it possible that people did things like that, that they treated other human persons like that, that our laws allowed that and protected that? And yet, legal abortion continues in this country, if not now on the national level, on the state-by-state -state level. It's up to each state and its citizens and its elected representatives to decide what they're going to do about that question. God willing, the day will come when we can look back and say, what were we thinking? How is it possible that people advocated that and our laws protected that and allowed it? But until then, the violence, broken families, social problems, political division, so many problems are the fruits of our not-so-little dirty secret of allowing abortion, of our acceptance of that insidious evil. That great modern saint, that saint of our times, Teresa of Mother Teresa of Calcutta, Saint Teresa of Calcutta said, we must not be surprised when we hear of murders, of killings, of wars, of hatred. A nation that kills its children in the womb has lost its soul. As we heard the prophet Habakkuk foretelling, violence, ruin, misery, destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and clamorous discord. 
that's a lot of bad news. But I do have good news for you about the truth, goodness, and beauty of the gospel, of the human person protected and defended by the Holy Catholic Church and nourished by the Catholic Church, which has the greatest network of hospitals and social services in this nation and around the world, other than government services, right? Every human person who is conceived, every human person who is conceived is deliberately, specifically willed into life and existence by God himself. No human person is an accident or an error, no matter how they are conceived, right? Every single human person is through the love of God, willed into existence and created by him with an immortal soul that is destined to share eternal life with him in heaven, created in his image and destined to share in his likeness in the life of grace. That is the basis, that reality, that truth is the basis of the fundamental dignity of every human person and the fundamental rights of every person, including the rights that they have to have their life respected and the obligation that we have to uphold that dignity and defend that dignity, that we are persons created by God, not things. And that truth and goodness and beauty about the human person, that good news about the human person has been entrusted to us who have been entrusted with the gospel of life. We should be proud and joyful about the fact that it is proclaimed and defended and nourished by the Holy Catholic Church. That we don't speak of a no to choice or no to women, or no to reproductive rights. We don't live for, we don't believe in a no. We are all about yes. Yes to life, yes to the human person, yes to women who find themselves in a crisis pregnancy, yes to the elderly, yes to special needs children like Down syndrome children, right? That witness is our calling, that witness is our sacred duty. We are, as the gospel says, servants doing what we are obliged to do. Let us welcome that task, counting on the fortitude, the strength of the Holy Spirit to speak out and to stand up for what we know is true and good and beautiful about the human person, confident with the courage of our beautiful convictions. Now, since the Supreme Court recently ruled that there's clearly no right to kill unborn babies in the Constitution, the task for us continues, for all Catholics, for all people of goodwill continues at, at the level of every state. As St. Paul said to Timothy, we heard in the second reading, he says to us, stir into flame the gift of God that you have. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but of power and of love. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to the Lord, but bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. Take as your norm the sound words that you heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard this rich trust with the help of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Let us be willing to speak out, to stand up. Let us offer our prayers, our heartfelt prayers, for the conversion of those who don't understand the inherent value of the human person, the inherent dignity of the human person. Let us pray for the conversion of those who contemplate any form of violence. Let us be active in political advocacy and in voting in order to promote what is just and true for our society. Let us speak out. Let us be willing, as St. Paul says, to speak out in our workplaces, in social settings, even in our own families, knowing how to explain and defend the truth. 
Always understanding that it's never a question of us imposing our faith or our Catholic beliefs on others. The inherent dignity of the human person is a fundamental matter of natural law that's written on every human heart. Right? Nothing is more beautiful or normal or natural for all peoples of all times and places and religions. And because we look at every single human person as God does, we love everyone created in his image, including those who disagree with us and even maybe persecute us. We also speak to everyone of and offer everyone God's infinite mercy to those who have participated in the terrible choice of abortion, we say, God loves you. He offers you healing, forgiveness. There is no unforgivable sin. There is no unforgivable sin. Think about that. There is no unforgivable sin. Through the mercy of the sacrament of penance, through accompaniment of counseling and group support, Healing is possible. New life is possible. As we're fond of saying, every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. My friends, there's nothing wrong with the world that can't be fixed by what's right with the human person. There's no bad news that can't be transformed by the good news of the gospel. Let us learn from that natural law written on every human heart and from the gospel that has been revealed to us and entrusted to us, to us, which confirms that natural law. And let us learn from the lessons of history, from the treatment of those that have gone before us. And let us sing, as we all did along with the psalmist, come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim him. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing to him the Lord who made us. Amen.